Blog Talk Radio. Because 
the big globalists are creating more jobs over in Mexico. So, because uh, there's oil there, and next will be Cuba, because there's oil in Cuba, just untapped oil, untapped oil. And uh, in in Mexico has vanilla, the only country, I believe, that can actually grow vanilla. So, I mean, there's reasons for the globalists to want to land grab the land from the citizens of their innate soil, diamonds, gold, I mean, there's just unlimited amounts of commodities and water and because who controls the water and the oil controls the world without firing a shot. So they're very, very clever. Very, very clever indeed. Uh, no doubt about it. It's a brilliant design uh, of evil. Um, so anyway, today on Rose Colombo and the Justice Club... <laughs> Uh, we have a very special guest coming up in Author's Corner, and that's our fun time, our entertaining uh, time every Wednesday and Friday. And that uh, guest is Linda Gross. And Linda is a radio host as well as an author, and her book is titled Hitched in 90 Days or Less. So if you aren't hitched in 90 Days or Less, and you want to be hitched in 90 days or less, tune in at 9.30 a.m. and listen to what Linda Gross has to say, and it's for both men and women. So uh, you must be doing something wrong if you can't get hitched in 90 days or less. And uh, a lot of mothers, you know, worry about their daughters. Uh, not getting married because times have changed and they're waiting longer to get married. On the other hand, there are mothers like me who think it's a great thing. <laughs> Why jump into uh, a marriage and uh, if you haven't uh, traveled, you haven't uh, fulfilled any of your personal dreams that you won't be able to do once you're married with children for a very long time for most people. So why not enjoy your life and then be into the marriage with children and live happily ever after. So that's going to be an exciting uh, segment, Author's Corner, coming up at 9.30 a.m. And uh, I'm excited to hear what she has to say about getting hitched in 90 days or less. Um, it's a beautiful day on the West Coast. I opened my bedroom door. I thought we left the lights on. The sun was just shining so bright in the house, I thought the lights were on. Uh, the lights did go off in my head. <laughs> How about in your head this morning when you look at all of the issues of the day that are going on while you're having your coffee and you're either reading the newspaper or reading uh, I don't know how many people still read the newspaper or else are reading the news online or listening to the news, if you can get the news, if you want to call it news, uh, on television. <laughs> I think some of the local stations have better news uh, because they actually do go to the weather, do go to the traffic in your local areas and do actually tell you what's happening in your community and what crimes are being committed and what is happening around the world. 
that's affecting you in your community and the future of your family. So I, I think that the local news has pretty much stuck to the news, whereas your bigger stations, your syndicated national stations, have become more uh, reality shows uh, for entertainment, uh, to stir up ratings, and many of them are very dishonest. When it comes to their candidates, <laughs> they, well, let's say, maybe not dishonest, maybe they exaggerate their favorites a little more than, than actually um, their candidates are favored by the American people. We've never seen a, an election like this one. I mean, it's very exciting to me to watch this horse race. Uh <laughs> Will the long shot uh, start coming to the forefront? Uh, Will the long shot win the race or will the uh, stallion win the race? Uh, It's going to be very, very interesting to find out. And hopefully nobody pushes the lever at the last moment when it comes to um, the real winner. Do you you have any bets on who's going to be the winner? I mean, you bet on football games, you bet on baseball games, you bet on horse races. (laughs) Might as well bet on the elections. (laughs) Oh, goodness. So what else is uh, coming up in the news? Well, I thought this was a little interesting tidbit. Edward Snowden didn't actually work for the National Security Administration, NSA. Did you know that? This is an FYI on Rose Colombo and the Justice Club right here at Freedomizer Radio at Blog Talk Radio, where freedom is still free. Actually, um, Edward Snowden worked for a private surveillance contractor called Booz Allen Hamilton. And I watched a, um, a video on this on YouTube and it was really an eye-opener, and I suggest you watch it as well because you really have to listen to people's words and then you have to really dig a little deeper and research and find out who are these people who are making these allegations or statements of what they call facts. It may not be the true fact. So if Snowden didn't work for the NSA, how could he expose illegal NSA spying? The answer lies with the revolving door politics of Washington and the integration of the private contractor community with federal surveillance agencies. The result has been the emergence of a new American intelligence industry inhabited by former high-level Washington spooks private security contractor Booz Allen Hamilton. <laughs> Let's just say booze it up. <laughs> Does that take their thinking to a higher intellectual status? A private security contractor Booz Allen Hamilton is owned by the Carlisle Group. Do you know who the Carlisle Group is? Well, if you don't, Google it on uh, on uh, the Internet. The list of CEOs at Booz, um, Booz Allen Hamilton reads 
like an intelligence Rolodex from the federal government. How how intelligent are all these people? Or are they just manipulators and con artists and uh, out for their own um, wealth and... um, in perhaps their own titles and and uh maybe it's like a secret group or of intelligence that uh is so intelligent that nobody knows who they are or that they have magical chairs that switch back and forth from the federal government and contractors to the um to the booth Alan Hamilton uh intelligence uh, organization. So, it's like a Rolodex from the federal government. And you can actually watch this entire video at BrassCheckTV.com. And I strongly urge you to watch this video at BrassCheckTV.com. Um, it, it's actually astounding when you actually do the research and you do start um, digging a little deeper into why our country is in such a uh, a nightmare and on the brink of disaster, uh, we are the most powerful country in the world, and we could never run out of money. <laughs> if these people are so intelligent, how are we running out of money? <laughs> Unless it's being stolen. Hello. Okay. So I thought that was pretty intelligent on my part. So anyway, um, the senator is acting under orders of their big food and chemical donors, which is big donations, have introduced a new dark act that would overturn dramatically and overturn democratically past laws to label genetically engineered GE foods in Vermont and other states and block the government from ever implementing mandatory nationwide genetically engineered food labeling. Very important to sign this petition uh, and uh, stop Monsanto and stop this genetically engineered non-labeled foods You have the right to know what they are putting into the foods that you purchase with your money, your hard-earned dollars, what you're ingesting into your body. Because as we know, you're not going to get much care from Obamacare because it's not about health care, it's about death care. It's about death panels. It's about rationing and denying your treatments, your time with your doctors. So it's creating quantity so they can include all of the millions of illegals, unidentified persons in this country that they've allowed to come in illegally and taking away from the American taxpayers who pay for Obamacare and not only have to pay for their own health care and their own family's health care, but now have to pay and foot the bill for millions of unidentified people at the expense of having your health care rationed, 
denied, treatments rationed, denied, doctors controlled, medical staff controlled by your federal government, and uh, it's all about money. So do you really think they care about the elderly, the chronically ill, the cancer patients, the veterans, the baby boomers, the seniors, the elderly, the disabled, the handicapped? Do you really think they care? Hillary Care morphed into Romney Care morphed into Obamacare. So, when you have lawyers and insurance companies writing the laws on health care and controlling it, who do you think is the winner in that race? Who do you think is going to survive? The rich will always be able to access uh, the best health care there is. I read that, uh, what's his name? Uh, he's probably like 99 or 100 years old. He's very, very wealthy. He's a New World Order uh, elitist. Can't remember his name. Isn't that strange? Anyway, um, he's not liked by... <laughs> Um, most people around the world, but he's had six, six heart transplants. Does he have a heart? (laughs) I don't know. You'll have to ask him. So anyway, um, if you want to sign the petition, and you should sign the petition in my opinion, uh, so that all foods are labeled and you know what you're ingesting into your body and what your children are ingesting into your, their bodies so they can stay healthy, uh, go to salsa3.salsalabs.com. That's www.salsa3.salss. Dot com salsa three dot salsa labs dot com like salsa dancing have you ever uh, salsa danced oh my god it is so much fun uh, it's really really good exercise and it's great great fun I like all dancing like country dancing I just like all dancing I mean just put on the music come on dance your life away <laughs> all this stuff is so depressing. <laughs> Might as well keep dancing as long as you can. <laughs> Next thing you know, like in some of the Muslim uh, nations, you know, there's no dancing, no music, no singing. Ooh, ooh, how awful and boring. Oh, my gosh. Imagine that. No jokes, no laughing. No, You know, God, God gave us the ability to laugh and uh, to sing and to dance, and that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to be joyous and happy and to love thy neighbor as you love yourself, not chop off their heads. Good grief. Come on. Give us a break. So, what else is uh, in the news? Um, I came across this uh, article that says, New synced video of eyewitness confirms story about LaVoy Finnegan murder 
as FBI agents are under investigation for possible misconduct. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm wondering if all of these law enforcement persons are Americans or if they have some secret allegiance to some international body, as Panetta stated, at a senatorial hearing under oath that they no longer seek permission of Congress, they may or may not notify Congress because they now seek permission from international bodies. Who are those international bodies? Why are they seeking permission from international bodies, which would indicate treason? (laughs) So, I mean, it's just my thinking, my wacky thinking, Uh, But I would have been questioning that a little bit deeper and not worried about the TV cameras. (laughs) But, uh, well, anyway, uh, because remember Obama asked, will you fire on Americans? And remember, there have been drones that killed Americans without due process of law. So if you declare the Constitution meaningless, you've declared due process of law meaningless. Meaning that's why law enforcement in some states and some cities have gone rogue. And they stop cars and they ask the people, how much money do you have? Oh, well, I think you committed a crime. Hand it over and you can leave Think about that. If the Constitution is meaningless, we have a rogue government on all levels. If search and seizure laws are meaningless and have been made meaningless, they can do whatever they want to you. They can bust your door down and accuse you of anything. They can rip your house apart. They can shoot you. And sometimes they do even if you're sleeping. <laughs> well, I guess you won't know it hit you. I mean, seriously, I don't think the American people are getting what's happening to their country. Uh, they don't. They think it's isolated. They think the MSM and the government is telling them the truth that, gee, this is a horrible person. He's a rancher. He's trying to get, try to see the sheriff. He's trying to get help from the sheriff, and they start firing on Americans with children, women and children in the car. Did we not see that at Waco under the Clinton administration? Because he said they ran out of patience. Well, what if everybody ran out of patience? Did we just start shooting people? I mean, think about the unintelligent comments and decisions being made by your government and my government. I don't know if it's my government. I I don't recognize them anymore. They are rogue. They are so so far off the following the United States constitutional laws, 
state laws, and their big foot is trampling on state laws, trampling on governors, trampling on state AGs, trampling on the state laws, the immigration laws, the border laws, trampling on everything and anything they can put their big foot on and trample on and shoot. I don't know what happened to due process of law. Do you? Do you care? Do you know how important those words are? Due process of law. There are four words. They mean everything to you. They mean life and death. They mean freedom or locked up in a jail cell. They mean freedom or the death penalty. They mean freedom or being shot. They mean freedom or having your door knocked down wrongfully. They need they mean freedom or being shot at while you're driving in your car. Due process of law. Who gets due process of law in this country? The terrorists. The terrorists have had excessive taxpayer funded due process of law provided to them. And in many cases they have been set free by the White House and even funded in exchange for a traitor. Due process of law, as as written in my book, Fight Back Legal Abuse, award-winning, sold around the world, five stars, written just for you so you understand prior to all of this happening, rushed it to the publisher, my unethical publisher, I might add, um, rushed it to him so that you would understand that we are being denied due process of law in this nation. Well, that was published in late 2010. Was it too late? to inform the American people that you should never vote for lawyers into Congress. You should never vote lawyers, especially into the Oval Office. And you're about to do it again. Hillary and Bill Clinton, two disbarred lawyers? Are you kidding me? That's 16 years of the Clinton's dynasty running this nation, well, under investigation by the federal government, according to the news. How is that possible? How is that possible in the United States of America that we have no justice, no laws that protect the people, but allow people to hold themselves in public office above the law and exempt themselves from the law while throwing Americans, good law-abiding ranchers, farmers, citizens into jail for 10 years for collecting rainwater or smoking a marijuana cigarette. Well, they all did the same or worse. Well, not all, but many. 
are you joking? Are you kidding? Is this a joke? Is this a really bad joke on America? You have the same president going to be in public, going to be in the highest office in the land for 16 years because they're just morphed into one. They're married and they're on the same agenda. They embrace communism. They embrace the Muslim Brotherhood. But when have they ever embraced America? In fact, an MSM reported that Bill Clinton said Americans will get used to communism. No, we won't. And we won't get used to public servants under investigation and not being held accountable for serious allegations while the American people are being abused and used for tax dollars and being thrown into jail because we now imprison more Americans than any nation in the entire world. How is that possible in the land of the brave and the free under the Constitution that provides due process of law that we imprison more people in our country, more Americans are imprisoned than any nation in the world, including China and Russia? All nations. So if you want to go to jail, I guess this is the country to come to because we imprison more of our citizens than any nation in the world. I want you to think about that. I want you to seriously think about that before you place your vote on the ballot because that means that we have more laws than any country in the world, we are more litigious than any country in the world, and we have more lawyers than any country in the entire world. And on that note, I'm going to take a little break, and then we're going to come back to Rose Colombo and the Justice Club and enter into the world of Author's Corner with our very special guest, Linda Gross. And Linda wrote... A fantastic book. It's titled Hitched in 90 Days or Less. And we all want to know how to get hitched in 90 Days or Less. So for fun and entertainment and an intriguing interview, don't touch that dial because we'll be back in just a moment. You're an activist. You have a cause and an idea. But you also have lots of questions. You need help. After all, teams have coaches Corporations have consultants, and even politicians have campaign managers. But who do activists turn to? The Solutions Institute. We are a collection of professionals and activists from across the political spectrum. Our goal is to teach, motivate, and put all the necessary tools for activism in your hands without charge. Learn more or submit your project at solutions-institute.org. Vaccines are required for students, employees, immigrants, military members, and international travel. Do you know how to legally avoid them? This is vaccine rights attorney and Freedomizer radio host Alan Phillips. My vaccine exemption ebook can help you avoid the mistakes that have cost others their exemption rights. 
Get the authoritative guide to vaccine legal exemptions, an ebook available at freedomizerradio.com and vaccinerights.com. Let freedom ring throughout the land. Want to spread awareness to your neighbors, family, and friends about what is going on in our country today? It may be things you already know, like the large number of FEMA camps spread around this country to lock up citizens like you and me. What legislators are doing to strip states and people of their sovereign rights. Or legislation giving states the power to force vaccinate under a declared state of emergency. Do your neighbors understand what is going on? William Lewis Films offers the perfect tools to inform our population about this government's tyrannical shift from a constitutional republic to a despotic democracy. Films like 911 Ripple Effect, Beyond Treason, One Nation Under Siege, Washington You're Fired, Camp FEMA, Enemy of the State, Don't Tread on Me, Blood of Patriots, The Ron Paul Uprising, even 911 in Plain Sight, Williams' first production, are all available at WilliamLewisFilms.com. Get your DVDs today at WilliamLewisFilms.com. Educate against the police state. How would you like to make your work more enjoyable, be more creative and relaxed, all while sitting at your desk? That's exactly what my Serenity Rug has done for me. This revolutionary footrest, I can't even call it a footrest, because this thing encourages movement of your feet, which results in more blood flow. While traditional footrests advocate the motionless placement of your feet, I found that I'm unconsciously digging my feet into the long, soft grass strands of the Serenity Rug. It delivers an incredibly relaxing sensation that closely resembles the feeling of an exotic foot massage. If you have ever had a foot massage that made you want to stay there for hours, you know what I'm talking about. If you have not heard about the Serenity Rug, check them out at serenityrug.com and join the exclusive Serenity Rug community and enjoy a feeling of comfort and relaxation that most will never experience. They've sold out before, so I suggest you do your feet a favor and grab one of these. Again, that's serenityrug.com. Things seem to be going wrong in the world today. Every aspect of our lives seems to be under attack sometimes. Many struggle to make sense out of it. What is really going on? Identifying the problem is critical to any solution. Many people claim to have answers. But what is the truth? What works? What has worked in the past? History does repeat itself, and you must learn from it. You have choices. We cannot change the course of history, but we may change our role in it. All roads lead to Rome. All roads lead to the kingdom of God. The question is, which way are you going? Join us to make sense out of it all in the Sabbath hour at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time or 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for an iconoclastic look at the world yesterday, today, and tomorrow and hear about the keys of the kingdom. just tuned in 
And we just uh, finished with Rosie's Rants on the Justice Club following um, uh, this great, great um, idea about um, not imprisoning um, the majority of Americans as they build more private prisons in our country, which you should actually Google and learn more about. But now we're going to leave the Justice Club and we're going to enter into our world of Authors Corner. And today's very special guest is Linda Gross. She is a radio host and she also wrote a exciting book. It's titled Hitched in 90 Days or Less. So let's say hello to Linda Gross and welcome her to Rose Colombo and the Justice Club on Authors Corner. Hi, Linda. How are you today? Hi, Rose. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, this is uh, going to be fun. I'm I'm excited to hear about your book, Hitched in 90 Days or Less. And um, first of all, I wanted to ask you to tell us a little bit about yourself and also why you decided to write this particular book. Yes, of course. I'm I'm an author, speaker. I do have a radio show, as you mentioned, here in Los Angeles. Um, and I'm also a life coach, and the reason why I decided to write about this subject was I was in a long-term marriage myself, got out of the marriage and into the dating scene, and I thought, oh, good grief, you know, where have all the good guys gone? And so I started writing a uh, a column, a daily column, and the column got really popular, and after a few months, my readers kept saying to me, oh, my goodness, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. This is really good stuff. So my first book actually was uh, for for men, and uh, I ended up uh, interviewing 20,000 men to write the men's book, and then I coupled that. I do have a background in psychology from UCLA. I coupled that with years of academic research on the subject to get um, men the real truth on how to win women over. So that's what that first book is is, is about. Um, the first book is called Mastering Women. So years later, my one of my female friends uh, said to me, oh, my gosh, you have to write the women's version now. And she kept bugging me and bugging me. And she's like, look, I have six single women in my office, and you have to sit down and write this book. <laughs> so anyway, she uh, shocked me into a stupor, and I did write the book. And the the fabulous thing that makes this book different than all the other uh, female relationship books on the market is because I have that wonderful insight from the questionnaires of the twenty thousand men. So there's no um, there's no messing around. We get straight to the point. What works. What makes him ask you out on a date? What makes him call the next day? What makes him want to be in a relationship with you? And ultimately, what makes him propose? Plus the well, as we kn- of all those questions. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. But what we, yeah. we do know is that there's dozens of dating books out there. And um, so what exactly in your research did you come up with that men want in a relationship? What is it they're looking for? First, yeah, first and foremost, from the get-go, um, you know, most men work really hard and they want a diversion from their job. They, they, you know, come home mentally exhausted and drained. So they want someone. They want a woman who is fun and chill and easy to hang out with. 
The last thing on their mind is to have more stress when they come home. They don't want to be nagged. They don't want to be hassled. They don't want to be told what to do because they've had an earful of that all day long for the previous eight hours. So if the, if the woman can be fun and chill and uh, lighthearted and uh, easy to be around, believe me, that goes a long way. And unfortunately, women today seemingly have strayed from all of that, and uh, that's why it's so difficult. Yes, and, and did you find in your research that the women of the past who knew that or, or recognized that their role and accepted it was to do something similar to what you were talking about, have dinner ready, have a quiet uh, dinner and evening, uh, you know, where family communicated, if there were children involved, and, uh, you know, the guy read his newspaper or watched the news and maybe, uh, you know, relaxed. So do you find that past uh, female perception of a marriage different or a relationship different than today's younger female? I think the thought process is the same. I'm, I'm sure we can't do a throwback to the 50s and 60s where, you know, those of us who watched reruns of Mary Tyler Moore, that she would have the, the martini ready at 5 p.m. when he walked through the door. Um, it doesn't have to be exactly that way today, but do not stress him out, especially for the first half hour when he walks through the door. Don't put any burden on him because it takes at least a half an hour for the guy's brain to unravel from the hardships of the day. So um, a smart woman today would know that, you know, would follow that. I mean, it doesn't have to be a martini. It doesn't have to be, here's your bedroom slippers, honey. It doesn't have to go that far. But, you know, do something that he looks forward to coming home. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and also and it's different for easy. the guys in the office, too, because they're around women uh, who may be younger than their wives and are dressing professionally. Uh, and so um, how does that play into uh, into a woman who's at home or outside working a job outside of the home and she comes home tired and she has to take care of the kids as well and then make sure dinner is ready and so forth because most women are out working today, so or many are. And so how does um how does that play into his uh to recognize that uh, also um, yeah, you know, it's, having it's to deal hard, with the wife who's coming home from work as well. It's a very hard balance today, and it's sort of give and take. You don't both have to be doing the same job at the same time, but um, he's not automatically going to notice that she's working. Unfortunately, uh, it is a double standard, um, but he's not automatically going to, you know, say, oh, honey, you're working, so let me take over the kids' homework or whatever. It's got to be worked out. It's got to be talked through. And, again, no matter what the situation, men operate best when they have 30 minutes of quiet time after walking through the door. I don't care on the woman's end if it's like a nuclear bomb happening. You 
you sort of have to, like, give him that space. Once he has that chill time, then you can approach him with whatever whatever issues there are with work or the children or the cooking or whatever it is. Then it's okay. But um, are men automatically going to, like, know to do that? No, they are not. They are not women. They're not automatically yeah. going to know. It has to be a discussion. Men, men are very linear and they will comply, but it has to. You have to bring it up and don't, you know, don't bring it up <laughs> during this thirty-minute window. But at another time, when you know the kids are to bed or whatever, or it's a it's a weekend and his mind is clear, he's not in work mode. That would be the time to bring it up. Okay, so why don't today's women find love then? I think um, they are bossy, they are aggressive, and they are angry, and they're nagging, and these are all qualities that men, you know, shy away from. And it's good to be bossy and aggressive at work because that's the nature of the workplace. And I myself had to learn this lesson, um, you know, after I got a divorce, and I'm a type A personality and aggressive at work and so on and so forth, I had to learn that at 6 o'clock I had to turn that side of me off because that's not what works in relationships. You, it's not a, you're not the CEO with a relationship. So you've got to turn it off and get a, a little bit more feminine, a little bit more approachable and inviting and he doesn't. He doesn't. It doesn't have to be lopsided like our grandfather's day, where it was ninety ten. It only has to be slightly lopsided, meaning that he's ha- he has to have slightly more control than you. He has to be one percent more of a man than you are. Otherwise, it's not going to work. There are what about a lot the, of aggressive uh, women out. There, there are a lot of aggressive women out there, and yes, they ask for the phone number, and yes, they ask for the date, and yes, they pay for the meal, and that works for a little while. It works for two to three months. After that, it does not work. You have to let the guy be the guy. You have to let him be the man, or it's or the dynamic is not going to work. What about the CEO? the male CEO of a company who's used to giving orders and then walks in the door and starts giving orders to the wife and the children? Well, then it's probably not a good match. You don't have to pick a guy like that. I mean, you want a guy that's balanced, but if he's, you know, too far in charge, um, you know, if it's 90-10, then that's not going to work either. Um, The best balance is... 49%, you know, on the women's behalf and 51% on the man's behalf to where it's more balanced. So if he's too aggressive and too mean, don't choose that type of guy. Yeah, but a lot of them don't show those those qualities before marriage. So um, how would a woman handle that? I mean, maybe she loves the guy, but, you know, he doesn't even realize that's what he's doing. How would how would she, um, you know, make that be- make her relationship better and her marriage better? Well, there are there are chock full of uh, tips in the book on how a woman can um, win over her guy very easily. And you win it over primarily not with words. 
It's it's through your actions and how the woman is. Um, I, there's, I don't know, 20 to 40 tips in there, and pick one or two of them that, that seem to fit for you and make them work, and they work really well. I've had women who are who have been dating the same guy for five years, <clears throat> and she says, my God, you know, he's never going to propose to me. She bought the book within three weeks. She didn't say a word to the guy as to what she was doing. She just did a couple of the tips in the book. <laughs> within three weeks, he proposed. And this was a guy who was a confirmed bachelor, was never going to get married. In three weeks after having read the book, he proposed. So I know the tips, their work. I get hundreds of letters uh, and success stories on what has happened. I had another lady who said, why should I buy your book? I'm already married. I already have the ring on my finger. And I'm like, just buy it. See if any of the tips work for you. And sure enough, she wrote me a lovely letter back. She says, I've only done two of the chapters, and my husband is obsessed with me. She says, he can't get enough of me. So wouldn't (laughs) it be so great to be irresistible and adorable and admired and cherished after having read this book that your guy, you know, can't stay away from you, uh, that's what the book is for. I want to see women happy. What they're doing now is not working. Um, Just tweak it just a tiny little bit. I'm not saying it has to be a throwback to the 60s, but some of those elements absolutely do work. And a lot of the modern-day elements absolutely work against you. So it's time to retire some of those. So uh, what are some of the red flags that uh, women should look for? Red flags. Hmm. When they're dating. If if you have certain values and things that you care about and he doesn't possess those uh, characteristics, stop dating him. He's not going to change, and no guy wants to be a home improvement project. I think a lot of times women say, <laughs> all right, well, he kicked off four of my checklist list boxes, but these other four boxes over here were diametrically opposed. Uh, that's not going to work. He, doesn't, he wants you to accept him as he is, and he doesn't want you to do a makeover on him, you know, much like those female uh, clothing makeover shows. You know, I think a lot of women think that, oh, well, we're going to change the guy. So, for example, yeah. if he's a smoker and you don't really want a smoker, don't date him. Don't, like, next, it's like go on to the next one. If you really need a guy who's six foot two and this guy is five foot eight, don't date him. Like, don't compromise. Don't settle. Like, if you need certain attributes to be in place, there is immense power in the word no. Uh, you can have a nice date, you had a nice time, but there's no click. You put them back in the ocean, you keep looking. So, you know, the more you say no, the universe actually listens and will bring you closer and closer to the person who's a yes. That's how so it do works. You be- so do you believe that it's okay to date a lot? Yes. Yes, we, in that sense, uh, most of the things I say don't act like a man, but in that sense, I do agree, act like a man. I'm not saying to go go to bed with all these people, but yes, go on a lot of dates. In fact, one of the chapters, 
pro- many of these traits, by the way, characteristics I did myself when I was single. And the one thing that I found, the one chapter that I found that worked best for me is go on a hundred dates. I read that in a magazine article somewhere, and I thought well, this is easy enough. I mean, she's not telling me to go on 10,000 dates. She's not telling me to go on 1,000 dates. You know, how how bad could 100 dates be? So um, I just kept going on many, many first dates. And after the – women are very intuitive. In the first five minutes, they know if it's going to work or not. So if your gut reaction is telling you to proceed, go to the next date, do it. If your gut reaction is saying, you know, I don't want an alcoholic or I don't want somebody that doesn't have a job or I don't want somebody that's not motivated or doesn't have ambition, like whatever your gut is telling you, set him free. You'll be you'll be doing both of you a favor, and it's so much kinder to set him free after the first date. Since you already know, start listening to your gut. It's not okay with me that you set him free after six months after you've used him. That's not right. You already knew in five minutes, so why are you waiting six months? <laughs> so do you think that uh, most women, many, not most, but many women are insecure, so they compromise and settle for someone that doesn't meet what they really uh, would like to have in a in a person? Absolutely, absolutely. But the 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 practice of saying no gets you actually more confidence because it's like you're valuing yourself that I'm not going to date a guy that has this particular characteristic and you move on. And what I found in that 100-date um, practice was the more I did it, the closer and cl- each time the universe sent me a guy that was closer and closer to what I wanted. I mean, it's just sort of mm-hmm. like eye-opening. After like the 20th date, you're like, holy cow, this is like really fun. And and you, I learned so much about myself. It wasn't even about the guy at that point. I learned so much about what makes Linda tick. What will I, um, what will I accept and what will I not accept and all that brought me so much confidence and so much self-assurance that, you know, confidence is very attractive for either sex. So um, men love women that are confident and self-assured with who they are. So for the woman who doesn't have that day one, trust me, this, this practice will help you get there. So um, did you, through your 100-date practice, did you end up being friends with any of these dates? Yes. um, I ended up going on 73 dates. 70 dates I said no to. In other words, they were one, you know, first date only. Three people I gave them a second date, and one of those three people I married. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so it wasn't just a friendship. I ended up marrying one of those three that got a second date. All right. So tell me, did anybody ever call you and say or or blog and say, gee, I'm a mother or I'm a grandmother. I don't think my daughter or my granddaughter is ever going to get married or fall in love. What, you know, I she's getting to the age where she should be married. What, you know, she just, you know, what what can we do? Or what is she yes, doing? Yes, I get that. I get that a lot. I do have uh, 
uh, coworkers at work, and I have moms who say, oh, my gosh, my daughter's never getting married. They buy the book, too, and they give it to their daughters for them to uh, practice the tip. Yes, I, I get that a lot, and it is successful. Well, um, what about women who um, end up single for 10 years or more? Is that just okay? Is that normal? Or are they doing something wrong? Are they, you know, because I think today a lot of uh, young girls are waiting and getting married uh, in their 20s or even 30-ish, and um, and some are staying single. Um, so, um have you come across any that ask, uh, you know, I've been single for 10 years or more, is there something wrong with me? I think in 2016, even today, um, from recent surveys that I've looked at, 95% of women still do want to be in a relationship. It's sort of our biological drive to be in a relationship with the end goal of producing a child. So that's what our hormones dictate, and um, even with the the nature versus nurture issue, uh, most women still do want to be in a relationship. So with regard to your question, what happens if they're single for 10 years? I mean, if they haven't been dating at all in 10 years, um, it's hard. It's, It's hard to break that mindset, but there's no better way to do it than to start dating. I mean, and to date a lot. And like I say, go on a lot of first dates. That's a great way to break the cycle. Um, You know, there are some women today who are delaying. That is a trend, both female and male. Um, Actually, the first time, the age that the males get married for the first time is up to 28 years old now. So, um, and the women are delaying their marriage too. I don't see a problem with that. I really think that, um, you know, right when you get out of high school, you should have a little bit of a breather. You should have the ability to perhaps continue your education and then maybe um, after the education is done, then maybe have a year or two to get a foothold in whatever your career and endeavor is. And the reason why that is is because, again, it lends to your sense of self. It's good to um, be established and, like, know where you're going ahead of meeting the guy because then you're all that much more attractive to the guy because you have a life. You're not some Disney character that's looking for the guy to come rescue you. Um, You know, that kind of, from the guy's point of view, that kind of gets old if the if the girl has no other interests other than, you know, the guy is my, my project. Um, yes, I would say probably for a girl to delay it till age 25, 26 is probably best. Um, what's happening now is they're waiting a lot longer than that, and then they get into um, the, their 30s, and as you know, if they wait until age 35 to have a pregnancy, then they're considered high risk for the pregnancy uh, with regard to, um, you know, miscarriages and abnormalities and, and all kinds of other things. So, you know, ideally, you you would want to try to find a boyfriend right before um, the end of your 20s and hopefully have that child before you're 35 for, for optimal, fair. yeah, no, for that's optimal a great bearing. Thing. So, 
Yeah, that's a great suggestion. And so, unfortunately, we're running out of time. This has been fascinating. But do you think men have given up on women? Yes, especially today. I think um, post-women's lib, you know, the women of that day and that sentiment carries through to today is that women don't need men. And that that couldn't be further from the truth. It is such a myth. Um, and it's such a lie, and they treat men today like dirt. And, you know, what guy wants to be in a relationship if they're treated like dirt? I mean, you watch TV and all the commercials say that men are, you know, caveman and knuckle-draggers and they're idiots and they're buffoons and they're stupid. That's the message that the media is giving what women think of men today. So, yes, many men have turned off to women because of that. They're just sitting home playing video games. Well, who needs that hole in the head? I mean, they don't want to, you know, they want a woman who wants them as much as um, the men want the women. But apparently women don't see it that way today. So it's going to take some unbrainwashing of this myth to get it right. And I think a lot of the techniques in my book um, help, help clear the air and get the story straight. That's fantastic, Linda Gross. And so why don't you take um, your time to shine at the end of our interview here, and you can tell our audience anything you want about yourself, your book, any message you have, and any social media and how they can find your book, Hitched in 90 Days or Less by Linda Gross. It's your time to shine. Thank you so much. Um, Yes, uh, the subtitle of the book is how to attract and keep the man of your dreams. So you can find my book um, on Amazon. It's available in Kindle format as well as paper book, uh, paperback rather. And also please do listen to my show. The show is a spinoff of my men's book actually. And I'm on uh, KMET 1490 AM in Los Angeles. Or if you live across the country, you can uh, Google uh, the TuneIn app at forward slash Linda Gross, TuneIn app forward slash Linda Gross, and you can listen anywhere, anytime, and you can listen on demand also. So in case you miss the show live, you can listen whenever you feel like it. So the show airs every Wednesday, uh, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Fantastic, and thank you so much for being our special guest on Author's Corner today, and I want everyone to check out Hitched in 90 Days or Less at Amazon.com and and check out Linda Gross's uh, radio shows as well, and you're going to learn a lot about uh, relationships. Thank you so much, Linda, and you keep up the good work. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Well, Linda Gross has left the building, and we are about to take a little break so you can grab a cup of coffee and sit back and relax because we have more of the Justice Club coming up in just a moment. So don't touch that dial. And uh, by the way, uh, we are going to talk about uh, a really shocking uh, situation here with... um, Obama and uh, President Netanyahu, uh, which uh, probably shocked President Obama and the world.
My name is Dr. Eric Norman. I have studied vitamin B12 deficiency for over 35 years. I have developed the urinary MMA test to detect tissue B12 deficiency early, allowing treatment and prevention of permanent disability. B12 deficiency can cause anemia, but also neurologic problems such as spinal cord degeneration, paranoia, and dementia. B12 is found only in animal sources, so vegetarians become deficient. As people age, they may not produce enough stomach acid or intrinsic factor protein for absorption of B12 and become deficient. Up to 10% of seniors may have a normal serum B12 level, but a tissue B12 deficiency, causing a three times greater risk for heart attack, stroke, or Alzheimer's. For more information, visit B12.com. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal, but something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait. There's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to LibertyStickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. U.S. trade negotiators are pushing to complete the TPP this year. They're trying to keep it under the radar. The best way to stop the TPP is to drag it into the light of day. Right now, negotiators have appointed approximately 600 corporate lobbyists to serve as cleared advisors on the TPP, while refusing to release any of their negotiating proposals for public review. The corporate media is unlikely to inform the public about the TPP. We need to do it ourselves. Solutions to Delusions. How do you do this? Well, join me every Friday night on the Delusion Solution Radio Show from 6 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time and 9 to 12 midnight Eastern Time right here on the Freedomizer Network, where we will be discussing and discerning the times by making sense of current events and bringing to light much-needed topics. Our calling number is 347-324-3704 to listen in. Watching with your ears and listen with your eyes. I'm your host, Tara Dawn, and I'll see you there. the Justice Club at Freedomize Radio, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You've now entered the inner circle of American patriots. Here's Rose. Yes, here's Rose. Welcome back. We just left the world of Author's Corner with Linda Gross. Check out her book, Hitched, uh, and... Uh, it's at Amazon.com, and uh, you're going to be very delighted and fascinated with um, the points she gives and suggestions on 
uh, how to maintain a good relationship and uh, how to get hitched in less than 90 days. So let's go back to the Justice Club and enter into the world of politics. Obama's policies towards Israel made sure that the diplomatic relations between the United States and Israel reached a low, low, low point. And uh, this is reported on um, Netanyahu humiliates Obama in front of the world, world news politics. It's reportedly become so bad that Israel's Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, who most Americans respect, has declined an offer to come to Washington, D.C. and meet with Barack Hussein Obama, according to Breitbart. This is actually a really low point because most foreign dignitaries would never, never, never turn down an offer to meet the leader of the free world, even if their countries are not at their best with the United States. Are we free, America? Are we free? Or is there an invisible net being created around the world including the United States of America, and they are squeezing us or smothering us with a pillow over our heads. This time, Netanyahu sent the message loud and clear. He's done with President Obama. A spokesman for the White House National Security Council, Ned Price, stated, quote, we were looking forward to hosting the bilateral meeting, and we were surprised, surprised, to first learn via media reports that the Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, rather than accept our invitation, opted to cancel his visit, unquote. But I added a few things in the quote, <laughs> so it's not a real quote. verbatim. (laughs) Oh, how surprising it is that the White House has learned something major from media reports. Some reports claim that the reason why Netanyahu avoids Washington is due to the elections, so he wouldn't show favoritism. Well, I don't believe that one. Some Twitter users pointed out that Netanyahu's cancellation shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone due to the incredibly tense relationship between Israel and the United States, or don't tell anyone, but between Netanyahu and Obama. So that is a bombshell right there. And let's go to another exclusive. You just have to see, it says, the last frontier of free press is here. It says, no more censorship, unlike YouTube and others, it says. And um, this is what Before It's News reported. Who can blame a West Point instructor, a man of honor, who has served his nation faithfully for suggesting in a law review article that the military should overthrow 
this is what he says, the treasonous Obama, and put him where he belongs in Leavenworth, awaiting a trial for treason, where if convicted, he can pick between the gallows or a firing squad? Question mark. It's not like there isn't support for the idea among everyday Americans either, the article says. In a recent poll, one-third of Americans said they would support a military coup of the Obama administration. That doesn't even include the millions who have no idea of the extent of of the president's treachery because the mainstream media is in lockstep with him and constantly provides him with cover, says this article. If the American people knew that a top Obama appointee, director of the Defense Intelligence Agency, but we don't know how intelligent they really are, do we, said the president knowingly and willingly armed ISIS, how many more would agree? What if they knew a four-star admiral, to the details of Benghazi, accused Obama of treason, colluding with the enemy, and providing the enemy with stinger missiles. Then there's also a lieutenant general who has accused Obama of treason, saying he's allowed the Muslim Brotherhood to infect every level of government. Well, it was on NSM, if you recall, that they were given a tour of the White House. And then what if the American people heard what a former CIA director and a former assistant director of the FBI had to say about Obama? Were all these people purged? (laughs) Former, former, former? (laughs) I bet that one-third of Americans would be closer to two-thirds of Americans. Why? Those are some very credible sources who have come forward but conveniently been covered up by Obama's Crime, Inc. and the media says this particular article on Before It's News. A former West Point instructor who has called for American critics on the, quote, war on terror, unquote, to be imprisoned or executed as traitors, suggests that the U.S. military would be hailed as the constitutional and political savior of the country if it overthrew the civilian government and a surprisingly large number of Americans may agree with him. Legal scholar William C. Bradford, who was forced to resign from his position as an instructor of law at West Point in August, has privately circulated a draft of an unpublished law review article entitled Aaliyah Lacta EST, some um, colon, The U.S. Coup of 2017, an abstract of that essay posted to Bradford's LinkedIn page, adumabrates a scenario in which a U.S. president, presumably Obama, becomes an undisguised tyrant who must be replaced by a military junta. What if the American people were to elect a president who wants to destroy the nation? and works to create division among the people, encourage a culture of ridicule for basic morality and the principles that made and sustained the country, undermine the financial stability of the nation, weaken and destroy the military. Bradford writes, what remedies, if any, 
Do the framers commend to us in the event of a tyrant? Should every assume should ever assume the presidency? Do the people have the right to resist a tyrant? And does that really hold any prospect of success without the support of the military, the United States military, I might add? Does the United States military have the right or even the duty to intervene in the domestic politics of the United States' constitutional and political savior when the times require it? And who makes that determination? Is such a duty incumbent upon the United States Armed Forces at present? Emphasis added. I thought that was a rather interesting article. Um, I think uh, that the fact that 220 Tomahawk missiles were fired off about, what was it, 2011, 2012, at Libya, a country that never threatened to attack America and its leader assassinated, uh, killing women and children and freedom fighters, and the son and friends and grandchildren of the assassinated leader who didn't threaten America uh, is stunning in itself as those Tomahawk missiles cost the American people $600,000 or approximately $600,000 each. Now multiply that by 220. With the known fact by the intelligentsia that by the year 2016 we would be depleted down to zero Tomahawk missiles during election year and during the nearly year that the invasion from the Middle East began through our borders and through our being flown in, bust around our country, walked across the borders, the open borders, prior to the election year. And all the racial tension of black versus white was created prior to the 2000 election year. Just saying, just saying, food for thought, food for thought, that we are down to zero, according to credible sources reported in the news, Tomahawk missiles, because 220 were ordered to be fired off at a nation that didn't threaten the USA, and Congress did nothing about it. And 2016 is an election year. 2016 is a crucial election year. 2016 has opened borders with millions of unidentified foreign aliens on our soil, some radicals, some cartel members, some gang members, some terrorists who have attacked Americans, killed Americans. And we are witnessing FEMA camps being built in Arizona and planned for other states and FEMA trains traveling around our nation, all at taxpayers' expense, 
through DHS, and Congress says they know nothing about them. They know they don't know why DHS is purchasing them. They don't know why, or their pur- they don't know their purpose. They don't know who or what put on those FEMA trains or what's in them. Do you believe that? And you're paying for it. You and all American taxpayers are, by the sweat of their brows, possibly paying for their own demise. This is why 2016 is such a crucial year for America and the American people and that they get it right and vote for a U.S. natural-born citizen. Show us your certified birth certificates. Show us your U.S. certified birth certificates that have been vetted by law enforcement, Congress, judges, federal judges. Show us your certified U.S. birth certificates because that is the law of the land. It is Article 2. For two hundred and nearly 240 years, we have vetted U.S. presidents until 2008. Don't set a pattern. Don't create a pattern, America, of non-vetted U.S. presidents. The only person eligible to be a U.S. president is a natural-born American, meaning, according to the Law of Nations, a baby born on U.S. soil to two legal American citizens. That's the meaning, or in a protected U.S. territory, by two legal Americans whose birthright is passed down from the father to the babies, making them the only persons eligible to be a U.S. president, not a person with foreign-born, even one foreign-born parent or baby born on foreign soil. They're stretching it there, and the rubber band is about to break, hopefully. Show us your certified U.S. birth certificate. Show America. Stop this game of a person running for public office does not have to be identified. He can conceal his identity. He can conceal his credentials. He can conceal his school records. He can conceal his law licenses. He can conceal his um, his college records. Uh, he can totally be whoever he wants to be without being held accountable by the federal government. That is stunning in itself. Totally stunning. So what what happens when this happens? Well, this is what happens. New sync video of eyewitness confirmed story about Lavoie Finicum murder as FBI agents are under investigation for possible misconduct. And you can watch the new video on the internet. It's hard to watch. It's hard to watch Americans being shot at, fired upon, while sitting in their vehicle with women and children 
and watching a U.S. citizen born on U.S. soil being shot down because he believes in the U.S. Constitution and he was on his way to see the sheriff on U.S. soil. Shauna Cox and Victoria Sharp, Sharp, both were eyewitnesses who were riding in the truck that LaVoy Finnecum was driving when he was shot and killed. It says, I reported the cop that Cox said that the FBI had her video recording of what took place, and now that recording has been synced with the aerial footage that was released by the DOJ. There is audio, and the video is quite disturbing. It is really quite disturbing, America. This has come out as one FBI agent is being investigated for not reporting two shots taken at Finnecum as he exited the vehicle and four other agents are under investigation pertaining to that shooting. Warning, the video and audio are even more disturbing than what was released previously by the DOJ. The story the eyewitnesses told seems to add up as there are at least two shots that can be heard as Finnecum exits the vehicle and seven other shots that can be heard prior to them leaving the road and plowing into the snowbank, as well as several as they leave the stop. You know, they followed O.J. Simpson for miles and miles and miles and never fired a shot. Think about that. The police followed O.J. Simpson on camera for miles and miles and miles and never fired one shot. Think about that. The story the eyewitnesses told seems to add up as there are at least two shots that can be heard at Finnecum as Finnecum exits the vehicle and several other shots that can be heard. Officers can be heard telling Finnecum to get out on the ground, and he continually yells, you're going to have to shoot me. Well, lots of people say that, but you don't just shoot them. The video also clearly shows that his hands were up when the first shots were fired as he exited the vehicle and when the fatal shots were taken. Additionally, you can hear several shots in that hit the truck following the shooting of Finnecom. Can you imagine the terror of those children inside that vehicle? From all that can be seen and heard, now I want you to imagine if that was you and your children in that vehicle. From all that can be seen and heard, it does not appear to me that any officer's life was in danger at any time. Well, Finnegan does seem honorary, which he's a cowboy. Come on. He's an American cow. He was an American cowboy, standing up for his what he believed to be his constitutional right to drive to see the sheriff. It does not appear that he made any threats, and not getting on the ground is not a reason to kill a man in cold blood who is not brandishing a weapon. There just is no justification for that, and if someone wants to do that, then they would need to do it for every citizen who carries concealed who shot someone without a weapon. Additionally, Oregon Live is reporting that the FBI agents are under investigation for possible misconduct in the shooting of Finnecum. 
an FBI agent is suspected of lying about firing twice at Robert Lavoy Finicum, and may have gotten help from four other FBI agents in covering up afterward, authorities revealed Tuesday. The bullets didn't hit Finicum and didn't contribute to his death, but now all five unarmed agents, part of an elite national unit, are under criminal investigation by the United States Justice Department. Inspector General Michael Horowitz is leading the independent inquiry. The remarkable disclosure came as a team of local investigators released findings that two state troopers shot Finnecum three times in the back during the chaotic scene at a police roadblock January 26th. One bullet pierced his heart, and the autopsy showed. Uh, you can read more about this at freedomoutpost.com. And you can also see the video as well. The video is very disturbing. It also goes on to say, did you get that? An FBI agent is the one who fired those first two shots as Finnecum exited the vehicle. Why? Finnecum was not a threat. The fact that shots were fired as Finnecum exited the vehicle with his hands up says this article that it's evidence that the ones who were hostile were those who were firing. The FBI agent didn't report those two shots he fired, and the FBI didn't indicate why four other agents were under investigation. Greg Brunsing, special agent in charge of the FBI in Portland, said, the question of who fired these shots has not been resolved. How has it not been resolved? The article asks, it's been over a month. All you have to do is account for whose weapon is short on ammunition. This is pretty simple math. Yet we are to believe Mr. Brent Singh is telling us the truth. I'm not buying it, says this article. Additionally, note that Finnecombe was shot three times in the back. Friends, that is murder. There was no physical threat to any of the officers, and that seems blatantly obvious on the video feed. Yet, according to the Oregon Live, a prosecutor has ruled the shooting was legally justified and claims that state laws allow the use of deadly force when officers believe a person is about to seriously injure or kill someone. However, the video shows no evidence of that. The claim now is that the officer in front of Finnecombe who had a taser, was thought to be in danger, and that's why officers behind him shot him. That simply does not fly in the face of the fact that Finnecombe had his hands up. I'm not sure that we will get an honest report from the FBI that any agents will be disciplined or brought to justice for what took place. After all, when you are investigating yourself, it does seem that there is a conflict of interest, doesn't it? Don't forget to like Freedom Outpost on Facebook, Google, and Twitter. And you can also get Freedom Outpost delivered to your Amazon Kindle device here. So if you are interested in this article and the video uh, published by Freedom Outpost, just go to freedomoutpost.com. It is a very disturbing video indeed. Americans firing on Americans. 
I don't know what's happened to our country, but lots of Americans have died. And I have been asking how many more must die for this global agenda. Well, that's all we have time for. Remember, injustices can happen to you and they can happen to me. And remember that you are never alone when you listen to Rose Colombo and the Justice Club. Remember that everything said and uh, on the Justice Club or posted on my Rose Colombo Facebook and the Justice Club Facebook is not intended to be legal, medical, political, or financial advice, but a dissemination of information for educational and entertaining purposes only. Always follow your own research, do your own homework, do your own documentation, come to your own conclusions. And um, you're going to be mad as hell. The 13 nations of OPEC have still not been able to decide by how much to increase the price of oil. Saudi Arabia... How much time we got? Yesterday, for further consultations with his government...